Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, make our way through some honorable mentions and some other odds and ends to have a nice video game discussion. I'm Dan Tucker, and with me, as always, is L. Ray. Hey, everybody. Today's guest is the current and the only Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting Champion in our inaugural Mario Kart 8 event. It is the Mario Maestro himself, Ryan Mack. Ryan, how are you doing today? Doing good. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. Doing well. We just had a Mario Kart event, so just coming off that high. Those are always fun. Let the let the adrenaline wash its way out of here. Yeah, it's true, though. It's true. <laughs> you get pumped up. Well, we're going to make our way to Game 1. We're gonna start on the Switch. We're gonna we're gonna get back to Mario Kart, but you actually selected as game one, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 4.8 rated on yes. channel three. We got you know this one's got a bunch of lists for you alone, but I, I do have to call out specifically because this is gonna stir some people up. The number yeah. one Zelda game on channel three, when everyone was asked what your favorite Zelda game is, 28% of the vote coming in ahead of Ocarina. And ahead of Link to the Past, so the the I think this is I'm I'm not arguing this one at all myself, just so we're clear. But I'm sure there's some purists out there who are going to get upset about that, and we're here for we're here to stir up some controversy. So oh, there's no. that. But <laughs> but Ryan, you yourself have this listed as your favorite Zelda game. I, I want to hear about because you also have it listed as your favorite game to watch, most hours put in. But you know, tell me how yeah. this one end up as number one on the list. Uh, the short answer is my five year old. That's how it started. All right, we're well, um, gonna have to expand on that short answer then, because now oh, I need yeah. to know how that yeah, happened. Yeah. So I had I had the game already. It was one of the early games I got for the Switch. And confession is I haven't really played a whole lot of the older Zelda games. So it's kind of my favorite by default. And so it took me a while to really get into it because even though I've always been a big Nintendo player fan, the Zelda games are the ones I never fully got into them the way I would have thought I did. I I would have thought of that. I would have, and other people might have thought I would have. So when I got it for the Switch, it didn't get a whole lot of playtime at first. But by the time my oldest son, middle child, he got into gaming. I think he was about five. Yeah, he was five. Right when COVID hit too. So there's a lot more gaming going on. He wanted to start his own file. I had a file. His older sister had a file. And we had gotten a little bit into it, but not very far. He wanted to start his own. So I tried to talk him into just using my file because I was already at a certain point. But he was like, no, 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 daddy, I want my own. I want to do my own. So we started his file. And before before you know it, it was our file. And my file got pretty much ignored for the next few years. And we played through his file together. And it was a lot of me helping him, you know, looking at the guides or figuring out together where to go next. And he just got so into it. And then I slowly came around and got into it as well. Because I, I get what why people say that they can't get into it at first. It, it's not a purist Zelda game, I guess. It's it's open world adventure game. So I get that. And it did take me a while to re- for it to really click. But once it did, we really couldn't put it down. And the two of us just just like got absorbed by the, the story and the world that of Hyrule. And so we just worked through it. We, you know, it was, everything was a big deal, opening up all the towers that opened up all the regions and then getting more and more shrines and then getting the DLC and the master mode. And it just slowly but surely throughout that year, we just, we played the heck out of it, got to Ganon, beat Ganon. It was a big deal, you know, and then eventually he, he could play it better himself. And so it, it became his thing. Like he was obsessed with it. 
and I would like watching him and he'd watch a couple streamers and um, he'd get into glitches. He'd want to learn how to do all these glitches. And eventually we, we beat everything. We got all the shrines. We beat all the DLC. I think the only thing we haven't done is gotten all the Korok seeds. So it was really just like a bonding thing, right? Just mostly him and me. And that's something I think we'll both remember for a long time is just playing through that game together. And then for the longest time, he didn't really play it because there really wasn't much left to do in the game and then a few months ago we had never beaten the trials the uh master sword trials well we had beaten the first two parts of it there's three parts and the final trials i had gotten to like the second to last floor and i and i died and it's kind of demoralizing because it takes so long to get there so i'm like yeah it's not meant to be but eventually he was determined to beat the final trials and so he was watching his favorite streamer to learn the strategies. And by now, I mean, he was, he's eight years old now, right? So he's a lot better at the game. Um, and so he's like, Daddy, I, I want to try it again. I'm like, okay, buddy, but don't get mad if you die because it's a lot of work. He's like, okay, okay. So he, he starts the final trials, gets about halfway. He's still got all his, his food and elixirs and all that. And I'm just kind of like half watching expecting him to, to to die at some point and it gets to the point where i realized like he's still got all this healing and he could actually beat this thing so i, I get a, a guide up just to help him just some strategy you know what what enemies to take out first and that kind of thing and slowly but surely he grinds through these floors there's like 24 something floors in the final trials and he just keeps going and i'm like pointing out certain things when i think he needs it and then uh he's like got two floors left and I'm like buddy you got he had several like full health restore items left i knew at that point he was gonna do it but i didn't want to get him too hyped up and anxious so i'm like just take it one floor at a time you know and sure enough he, he beat the thing he never even had to eat one of his full health restore meals which is crazy yeah and that was just that was just really fun just to watch him like to beat something that I couldn't even beat, you know, after a few years of like asking me to help him with so many different things, he did it himself. The hardest thing in the whole game. <laughs> so that's, that's why that I picked that game. Just the memories of the one game I played the most with my kid, for sure. You got to live the whole experience from having to kind of like sit there and be ready to, was there a lot of handing the controller off at the beginning and, and here you take care of this or, or get past that bad guy. And like yeah, at the and- start, then you have at the I end, like, you, nope, you just sit aside. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he first started, there was a lot of, yeah, I would help him because it was new to both of us still. So I had a learning curve to do too. But yeah, there was a lot of that. But, you know, gradually he he could do it all himself, like as far as progressing. So you, you, you two um, cleared yeah. all of the shrines even. I mean, the Korok seeds, oh, like, yeah. there, are, there are hundreds of those. That That's just yeah. Koroks, I don't even think, I don't think he even wants to bother with that. But yeah, all the shrines, he he would even start like a new file with someone else's account just to like, for the sake of playing it. Like he was just obsessed for a while. But yeah, he went back into my original file that we hadn't touched for a couple of years. And he, he beat, he opened all the shrines for my file because just, because he just enjoyed it so much. But as I mean, that's a lot from his perspective, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. From my perspective though, like it's just an incredible game to get lost in. There's side quests I still have never done. I might never do. Just there's so much to it that once you get going, it's just 
enjoyable ride. So did you go so far as to beat the Divine Beasts and, and ultimately take on Ganon, the, the, the Blight version of Ganon here? Or how did that work out with the, yep. uh, the the big bosses with the Beasts? Who took care of those? I think the first time through, I beat those. Yeah, I beat those and I beat Ganon in his file that we were worked on together. But by now, he's gone back and beaten them all multiple times himself. I remember with my son, it happened yeah. that like Thunder, I feel like Thunderblight was the most annoying for me. And I remember when he came up, yeah. he was like, I beat him, d- did not die. Just he, he, <laughs> he, he, he did the same thing. He kept, he kept like, Hey, can you erase my game? Like I, I password protect the ability to delete the game because otherwise God have mercy on us all. If it's deleted and he didn't <laughs> expect it, but yeah. like, are you sure you want to delete this game? Cause this game I put 220 hours into, I, I think yeah. just, gathering things i'm like you want to delete the entire thing and start over he's like yeah i want to do it again and he did it like four <laughs> times just beating the beast over and over and over again I'm like oh my one of the times he had like minimal hearts going in he's like i didn't even get touched this time yeah like, it's it's crazy the kids <laughs> pick this stuff up man. they'd probably be best friends those two he yeah he just loves doing that stuff all right let's go on to the second game then sure uh, we, and we've talked about it mario kart Mario yeah. Kart 8, you, listen, you're the Saturday champion for a reason. You just say, you know, we we just came off a little Mario Kart event tonight, too. Uh, where Where is this game as, as your number two game here? Is this the only Mario Kart you played? Or has this been kind of like a long time thing and this is just the best version of it? Yeah, I've been playing Mario Kart for like 30 years, probably, since the Super Nintendo game. Every iteration, not the handheld ones so much but like all the home home console mario karts lots of hours put on those so Um, why mario kart 8 mario kart 8 when i first played it on the wii u one of the first things i thought was this is the best mario kart game they've ever made the best one since the original for sure and that was before i even got into the, the group online and i mean it was almost right away it just blew me away like the hd the tracks the remake tracks, just everything. I just loved it. I mean, I've always loved Mario Kart, but it just it just clicked for me. It's like it's just so much fun. It's chaotic, but it's fun. So when when you play, do you look for what what's the best build, or do you have a character? Do you like going with how how do you pick your characters and your carts and all that? Until I joined the Dad Gaming Mario Kart group, I don't think I really had like builds i didn't think about them too much or i only looked for like speed maybe i didn't really know the strategies i just know i like to play it now that i've learned a lot more there's certain builds i prefer kind of lost my train of thought so right like now Ray- so, so yeah. waluigi and the bitty buggy were, yeah. were to go to and now all of a sudden we we've thrown waluigi to the side and we, we picked the teddy bear so are, are you following along with the with the teddy bear or the cat cart um i like both of those and i I've used both in the past, but to be honest, I always stayed away from Waluigi Bitty Buggy because kind of just to be contrary to everybody, like, because it seemed like that's what everybody uses. So I didn't want to, I don't know. That's just the way I would roll. So I'd find my own similar build, but wasn't this exact same. So I would like take Roy instead of Waluigi. Mm -hmm. And I would take like the next closest thing to Bitty Buggy, but it wasn't Bitty Buggy. But now that they've kind of buffed all these stats and racers it's i like it because it opens it up a lot more it seems like you're seeing a lot more characters and choices how yeah. have you been, right how have you been enjoying the new tracks i We're like up to what, what is this we've got like six sets of tr- tracks now wave four waves wave four so eight, cup, eight cups 
So 32 new tracks that I'm, for the most part, I like them. Some of them, I just like them because they're new, because they're something different. I don't love all the tour tracks. Maybe that's because I never got into the tour game. And because um, they're and because they're a mess and change every yeah, single lap. Yeah, yeah I mean, like the final laps. <laughs> you really gotta, yeah. <laughs> every, every, right, every single one of those, I'm racing two different courses. Uh, I'm yeah, just trying to, into, I'm trying to keep up with the arrows. The arrows point one direction, and I swear they're lying to me half the time. Yeah, and then you'll run into somebody who's driving the opposite way. <laughs> I, I don't. It's not that I dislike those tracks in the like in and of themselves. I think I'm just when I see a tour track, I'm thinking, oh man, they could have brought back such and such from GameCube or Wii mm. instead of this tour track, another city. Even if it's not a bad track, I, I just naturally will think of the, the tracks I grew up on, wanting them to get into the game. Do any of the tracks stand out to you? Have you like really loved any of the new ones in particular or really disliked any of the new ones? I really love Coconut Mall and Maple Treeway. Those were two of my favorites from the Wii. And I dislike probably the tour tracks from Wave 3, which is London and Berlin. I haven't really... I haven't grinded those enough at all to really mm -hmm. feel comfortable. Yeah, the Wii and the GameCube, those refreshed tracks, even the Super Nintendo ones, like, I just can't help but love them. Like, to see these tracks in HD, you know, remastered, I like almost all of them, probably. So they added Birdo, and then they show a bunch of question marks to let us know we're yeah. going to get new characters. Yeah. Uh, any what? Any hopes? Any hopes for the characters that you want to see brought into the game? Definitely Diddy Kong. He's probably a, a fan favorite. Mm -hmm. Funky Kong would be cool. I think he was in the Wii. And I know there's a couple others. I'm trying to remember. I think the GameCube had one that we haven't gotten again. Maybe PD Piranha. That's my GameCube. That's, yeah, he was on Double Dash. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that would be the. That's that's the one I'm waiting for. If PD Piranha comes out, there, no, builds don't matter anymore because that's that would be awesome. Yeah, that's the only character I'm going to use. Yeah, at that point. yeah. Awesome. So the Kongs and PD Piranha that'd be pretty sweet for sure. And so I have to ask because you know you we know at least Dan and I know you play with the dad gaming and we've played with the dad gaming and it's been you know such a great group and the Mario Kart group keeps getting bigger and bigger for anyone that doesn't know that you play the dad gaming group how has playing there and hanging out there affected what how you think about the game of Mario Kart or just enjoying it in general well it's definitely made it more enjoyable because now I can race online with people that I can get to know and like race online with the same regulars every week. So I've definitely, it took me a while. Like I joined the group pretty early, but I wasn't super active for the first little while. And then I got a couple of friends of mine from college to join. And that really got me more active and I guess more engaged with getting to know other people. Cause I also had a couple of people that now I knew personally in the group and that's Froggy and Mace. If anyone was wondering they, they probably know we've known each other for a while and Dutchie too. So that was like maybe a year and a half ago or so. And since then, it's just been like just improving the game. Yeah, because you learn strategies from basic and all the other immortals that are cleaning up. But just getting to know some of, you know, some of the regulars and planning like get togethers and that kind of thing. Like hopefully this summer we're going to be hanging out. And so it's just turned into this awesome community, especially at a time like in the midst of COVID and, you know, when you got stuff going on in your personal life, that's tough. You can just, 
you know, you can log on and race with these guys and just have a good time. All right, let's move on to game three. Take a step back to the Super Nintendo with Super Mario All-Stars. The original trilogy in the U.S. plus the Lost Levels, a.k.a. what the rest of the world knew as Super Mario Brothers 2. But tell me about this. How this one ended up third on the list here? Uh, partly because I couldn't pick one Mario game, so I went with the one that gave me three. It was <laughs> a sneak! It was a sneak! First, no, yeah. It was an amazing choice because the Super Mario All-Stars, that cartridge is a yes. wonderful cartridge. So it's completely, it completely acceptable. So this Thank isn't specific. Yeah, so I was wondering, is this like specific yeah. to the upgraded? Like, yeah, they gave it the 16-bit graphics. They they reworked Mario yeah. to to look like the the upgraded Mario. Not none of that matters here. Yeah, like I think the Super Nintendo upgrades are better than the originals, and I know some people might not like that, but the Super Nintendo graphics hold up so well still for what they are and the gameplay and the controls. So I always loved playing that one in particular, even though I had the NES games and loved those a lot. When the Super Nintendo one came out with the All-Stars, yeah, I I couldn't help but just want to play that version instead. And that was in the early days of emulation and that kind of thing because i didn't know i didn't actually own that cartridge a friend of mine had the cartridge and we would play that a little bit but yeah emulation and then again with the wii though they re-released these the same ones on the wii so i got that disc too way back in the day play through them again um and so anytime i wanted to relive the original mario's Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, it would always be on the the All-Stars. So if we said, hey, it's time to crack this game open, you sat down, you turned it on now, which game are you picking? What's From the those first? ones, Mario which 3. One, which one's Mario, Mario 3. 3? Yeah, that's still like the, the game of my very early gaming childhood, like Mario Brothers 3, for sure. It was by like head and shoulders above the other two, in my opinion. It's still... The replayability of it outshines pretty much any game from its era, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a, it's a punching match between Super Mario World and Super Mario Brothers Three, as as will have been heard by the time yes. this uh, this comes out. As I'm sure you're well aware of uh, some of Smeagol's conversations that took place uh, already <laughs> here. But I, I want to ask because this one this one frustrated me a lot more than I expected with the lost levels. Uh, you know, we got U.S. the original Super Mario Brothers Two is of course a, a, a skinned different game but what uh, japan knew yeah. is super mario brothers 2 that was way harder right it's not just me yeah that one i i will admit i've never beaten the lost levels i think i got too into the remastered original three just seeing what the snes graphics could do and the better controller the lost levels they were cool to explore a little but i didn't want to like I just didn't have the desire to go through and, and beat them all. I just wanted to play through mostly Mario 2 and 3 again. Yeah, I've, I've got to give the obligatory Mario 2 shout out that it's it's always like third of the original trilogy, but it's the one that seems to have yeah. this weird lasting impact because of these reskinned characters leading to attributes that those yeah. characters have carried on for the next 35 years after that game came out. Well, that's what that's what it is. All, all the all the characteristics of the characters today are essentially from Mario Brothers 2. Toad's faster, so, Luigi jumps higher, Peach floats, yeah. Mario's balanced. Yeah, Mario's Mario's balanced. Birdo's in Mario Kart now because of Mario Brothers yeah. 2, by the way. Yeah, that's that's crazy you know, when you think about Birdo's that. Birdo's there, Birdo, Ninji. Shy Guy, Shy Guy, Ninji, Birdo. Shy, guy, shy Guys. Yeah. Poor Wart. Yeah, what did Wart do to deserve to be left in the gutter in the trash? <laughs> and all those minions are here hanging out. Yeah, I'm all for the Mario 2 love because, I mean, like you said, it gave us those characters. It was kind of ahead of its time. Like, to be able to play as 
Luigi and Toad and, P- and Princess Peach, and to have, for them to all have their own strengths and weaknesses, like you didn't see that again for a long time. Who'd you pick? Who was your Who was your default? I mean, listen, there were advantages for characters in yeah. certain levels, right? Let's be realistic. But if you had to pick one for the entire game, who's it going to be? Ooh. Back in the day, probably Toad, because I liked how fast he was. See, I I went from when I was a really little kid, it was Peach. Just because you could float and like the snow and ice levels were infuriating unless you had her. But now I go Luigi. Give me me that extra jump boost. I can work with that. Luigi, yeah. If you can master the flutter jump, yeah, definitely. Ray, what's your call? Oh, I was Princess Toadstool. Nice. No, so yeah, you could fly. And I remember those sections where you needed to fly to get like a little extra part of the level. And I was like, yeah, this this is yeah. I felt like that was the most useful ability, so that's what I went with. Right she just so. made it hard in the the levels where you had to dig in the sand. She was really oh, slow. She, and so and also she'd float sometimes you press the yeah. button. <laughs> so the anxiety seeing seeing the seeing the enemies getting closer and closer to your little pit. That's why yeah. I like Toad, because he was so fast. Playable Characters Podcast, funny interviews with real video game characters. Hi, I'm Calvin Cato. And I'm Brian and- McGinnis, and we interview video game characters yes. on our show. We have comedians and actors come on and pretend they're a video game character for 30 minutes. We talk to them. It's all ad-libbed and improvised and always very funny. Uh, past guests include Bowser, Ms. Pac-Man, Q-Bert, Princess Peach, and Princess Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. You put them in a booth, and uh, something short-circuited, and I decided that someone was taking too long in the money booth... <laughs> And I hit her with a baseball bat. <laughs> and oh. thus was born Super Smash TV. Oh. Just like that. I was being raised by a family of, t- of toadstools. Oh. Um, How is that? Is that, that seemed like it might be kind of fun. It was, it, was really, it was really fun. Mario should stick to plumbing. Okay. Okay. He's a very, from what I hear, a good plumber, a terrible hero. Yes. So, I mean, really bad. And I mean, let's not get started on his whatever he is, uh, you know. Friend, brother, special friend, I don't know, Luigi, <laughs> whatever they're doing. Right? Yeah. Sure well, they're that's what they're saying. <laughs> that's what they're saying. They're right. saying they're brothers because, you know, in the uh, Italian-American community, <laughs> these people tend to not look yeah. kindly on certain relationships. If you want to know what's going on in your favorite video game character's life, check us out. Playable Characters Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, comes out every Monday. All right, we finished up the three here. Let's move into the honorable mentions. We'll talk about three games here that didn't quite make the original list. And we're going to start out with the first EA NHL hockey that appeared on the Genesis. I, I'm going to bring this up only because I'm, I'm kind of annoyed seeing it. That It does have a 3.0 rating right now, so I'm, I'm all for the three branding with Channel 3, but probably a little rougher on that score than it needed to be. And of course, Canada has to represent with hockey here. So let's let's talk about this. Why why this iteration of hockey? How'd this come up? So that one, it was the only hockey game I had at the time, and it, the Genesis was the only non Nintendo console I ever owned. And it was like my sports games era. I had all the sports games on the Genesis, NHL hockey being one of them. And I know NHL '94 is the one that you know lives in infamy. Like it's the game. But I had NHL hockey, which was, I think, 92, maybe. Like, it was early on. And, I mean, it was similar in gameplay to 94. Probably not quite as polished. I don't think it had any player names, although it did have their numbers. So, if you played as the Penguins and you had number 66, you were flying down the ice. And 
you all you knew it was Lemieux, but they couldn't actually say. So I don't know if it was totally licensed or what. Yeah, there was um, there was an NHLPA game that was authorized for that, but did not have the team. So you had the Philadelphia hockey team, the Pittsburgh hockey team, and you had the names right. of the players. But yeah. then EA had the licensing from the NHL and the teams but not the NHLPA. And that's where 94 okay. comes in because they had everything settled by then. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So NHL hockey was the only one I ever had. And I played the heck out of that game, I'll tell you. It got to the point where I would play the game with my goalie pulled to give myself a challenge. So the games were always like 8-7 to seven and 7-5. to five. That made it fun, though. Like, that was... <laughs> That was pretty fun playing through the playoffs with goalie pulled high scoring games. But what the one thing this game always brings back is crazy, crazy story that not many people know about that this happened. I was playing the game in my basement. I was like nine years old, maybe. And there was a freak lightning bolt. There was no storm, no rain outside, nothing. A freak lightning bolt hit a pine tree in our front yard, took it right out. It went like somehow it went straight down into the into the yard and exposed our natural gas line. And the energy from the lightning bolt traveled through the gas line into the basement where I was sitting right beside our gas fireplace. And it came out into the room and it like went through me, like it coursed through me and and into the room. Like it's it was very surreal and I didn't know what was going on. And then it, it went through it, it, it. I had little burn marks on my fingers where it exited me into the controller. It fried my controller. And I was playing that game. That's like seared into my memory. And I like, I ran upstairs. Like I couldn't control anything I was doing. My parents freaking out, like what's going on? Sure enough. And then suddenly there's a tree down in our front yard, a massive tree. And then we eventually they figured out what happened. So yeah, it fried my controller. It fried, we had a fax machine down there that stopped working after that. Fried Anything you. electronic. It fried me. I, I was fine. Somehow, I didn't have any anything, no lasting injury at all. Just a couple little burn marks on my fingers or thumbs that went away eventually. But yeah, that's just like just a crazy story that that game always brings back to memory. Ray, that's, I, why Ryan, I got- that's actually why Ryan's, uh, he's actually immune to lightning bolts in Mario Kart because... <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, that's actually what happened. Thank God Ray had something here. He says, like, I don't hear he's gonna ask what team you played as, but I can't I'm done. I'm disarmed. I'm out. Yeah. I love what yeah, I love was, these 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 crazy. turns we did. NHL hockey. Remember when I got hit with lightning? Yeah. In a basement, right? <laughs> in crazy. a basement. So what so by the way, which team did you play as? <laughs> Since that was supposed well, to be the next question. <laughs> as a Leafs fan, I I I did use the Leafs a lot. They weren't the greatest team in the game because let's be honest they never are (laughs) but i would play as the leafs i did like the penguins a lot because they were really good in that game maybe the minnesota north stars because they were kind of a novelty by that point but yeah pretty much the leafs just because they were my team i I know this wasn't the era maybe this was the ty domi era but every time i just think of the leafs i just i just shake my fist at ty domi's existence He got under a lot of people's skin, that's for sure. We move on. Next game on the auto mentions. Diddy Kong Racing. Right, this is where he's going to tell us the story about a bus crashing through the front of his house and taking out his (laughs) Nintendo 64. So, by the time this game, this show comes out, 
We'll have already spoken with Darth Smeagol, who also talked about Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. Uh, specifically so, with you. Yeah, specifically yeah. with Ryan. So now we get to hear Ryan's side of this story about just going at it with Diddy Kong Racing. To tell us just tell us your version of you know this game and what it meant and why it's on this list. Yes, Diddy Kong Racing was the first N64 game that I really played. Um, my cousin got a 64. My older cousin had a couple games. And I would go over there a lot and we would just play Diddy Kong Racing. And so I fell in love with that game pretty early on. I knew I wanted a 64 and I knew I wanted Diddy Kong Racing. Sure enough, the next Christmas I got those. And Diddy Kong Racing for me, I liked it way more than Mario Kart 64 because of its adventure mode and its, well, even the battle modes. The racing, maybe Mario Kart was better with the pure racing part of it. But the adventure mode and the co-op the two-player mode that you could do with Diddy Kong was was just so much more than Mario Kart could give you. And so it's just never gotten old for me. Like, I, I played the heck out of it as a kid with, with my sister, with friends, my cousin. And yeah, so Darth Smeagol, who I've known for almost 30 years now, we, we've played that co-op adventure mode probably three times together, like the whole thing silver coin challenge the whole bit and the last time we did it was actually just i don't know last year i guess so i joke that every every decade we're gonna beat this game together because we probably averaged beating it every decade since we've known each other and i first of all i have to agree with you i think it's i think it's the better game than mario 60 than mario kart 64 just it gave you so many options the, the whole idea that you could use three different vehicles in yeah. a race and they set it up so that you could play with the three it's just it's such an out of this world concept which was your favorite was it the craft the plane or the cart i like the plane a lot if you could master the sharp turns and i mean what other game could you fly around in a little plane like that right um, hovercraft yeah i was saying and, and you're flying it with the with the single with the single yeah. analog this is before we single got the joystick. you know the two joysticks going on here yeah i like the plane the most the hovercraft was unique, but it was—it's still pretty tough. Though some of those water levels, those water tracks, it's pretty tough to control the hovercraft. Um, so yeah, I go with the plane. And so we mentioned how you know kind of the differences between it. How how do you compare this game and car? Like if this game, if we, you remade it, because this is on your game that you want remade quest. Yes. If, right. Yeah. So if if you remake this game, how how do you think it stands out to Mario Kart now? Because you know, like you said, Mario Kart Eight is the best version of it. I mean, yeah. they they really seem to just kind of master it all. How, how would you see this game kind of comparing to it now if it came out today? I think they'd really have to push the whole adventure mode again. That's how it can stand out. Like besides giving it HD graphics, the controls could be a little more intuitive. Probably playing it now compared to twenty five years ago, you you see how the steering is it can get a little sloppy it's tough so they could clean that up they could probably add to the adventure mode now i don't have any ideas off the top of my head because it was already a pretty sweet adventure um, but i think that's how it could stand out even now is really remastering the adventure mode part of it maybe adding in some more battle modes because mario kart seems to have forgotten its battle mode roots they're only focusing on new tracks not new battles so Diddy Kong, bring on the new battles. I was like, because and Diddy Kong was creative with their battle modes too. It wasn't just you know like hit the balloon off or something. They, they really 
like got into it and made you work for those days. So it's you could definitely see that being your thing, right? The game with a story and a fight to it, as opposed to just a straight up racing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The story mode, you know, whiz pig with his yeah, obsession with that island or whatever, <laughs> and his rocket and the triceratops or whatever. The story mode for sure. Something that Mario Kart really doesn't have or need, to be fair, but that's that's where it really stood out. Hey, I'm still holding out hope there's gonna be some at least a new battle course, if nothing else. For Mario Kart? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope so. Just something. Something. All right, we have to move to the last game on the honorable mentions. And Dan, Dan's forcing me to ask questions about this one because okay. I, I, I have thoughts on it. But Super Mario Sunshine, that yes. is the last game on the honorable mentions. So the first question obviously is, you know, you picked Super Mario Sunshine and not any of the other amazing 3D Mario adventures. So you, you yeah. guys, I'm going to need you to explain to me really well why Super Mario Sunshine is on this list. Mario Sunshine, I think, is the Mario Brothers 2 of the 3D games. I already agree with you. Continue. I already agree. So it might not be the best one, but it brings out... It, it's it's probably the most unique one, and playing it on 3D All-Stars reminded me of that, and it, it's held up really well. It's been over 20 years. And if you... Brutally honest, if you compare it to Mario 64, it's kind of more fun to play. Okay. I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the better game. Okay, I'm not gonna say it's better. It's definitely not as influential. But it, it was the last like sandbox world Mario game we had until Odyssey came around. Like the Galaxy games are awesome, but they weren't quite the same as far as having these huge worlds to explore. And so what Super Mario 64 gave us with these worlds, Sunshine, those worlds were a lot more expansive than the ones you get in 64. And then you add in the, the little water flood guy. I don't know. I think I have great memories playing that game. And it was challenging but fun. And it had it had a collectible side of it with the blue coins. It had a, a really cool theme with the tropical theme that it just it just really unique to me. And it really stands out in that way. Let me tell you, you're not wrong in the, the way the graphics hold up. And I, I know everyone always goes back to the camera and the fight that the camera is with the N64. I, I'm just a little more nostalgic about it, so I like, I'll like the camera no matter what. But you're right, yeah. the game looks better. And it seems like GameCube graphics are holding up well, or at least are being brought forward really well. Look, with Metroid Prime, they remastered that, and everyone loves the way it looked too. So the GameCube colors are coming through great. You just talked about how it was challenging. And let me tell I think that's my biggest issue. So the platform level. So when you lose the yeah. flood, to mm -hmm. me, are so difficult. Yeah. Like that that's that's where the game actually loses me. Because I have it. I have the 3D All-Stars. And I'm pretty sure I'm stuck that every single level I'm on a platforming one right now. Like so do like are you enjoying those platform levels? I enjoy them less than yeah. I, I enjoy like them that, less than the non-platform levels, if that's was, what you mean. I was like, that, that, that's where the struggle is for me with this game. Yeah, its strength is with the the flood, the, the water nozzle, little backpack. So when you lose that, yeah, that definitely adds to the challenge factor probably too much. And it's probably one of the games I've raged at the most in my life, to be oh, honest. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, pref like, I prefer all the other parts of the game that aren't in those mm -hmm. little levels where you have to navigate without it. All right, I'm gonna put, let me put you on the spot. And by the way, okay. no, nobody else can answer this either. They're all going to pretend that they knew it, but they didn't. No, no. Can you, can you name what the flood stands for? <laughs> oh, 
I don't think I can. I just remember it was F L U D D, like it was your initials. Let me tell you, the fact that you can spell it correctly, you've won. You already beat like eighty percent <laughs> of the people. I had to look okay. it up too. I, I knew it was device. I remember that much, and I did a device. The flash liquidizer ultra dowsing device, obviously, right? Oh, I wouldn't have remembered that at all. <laughs> So <laughs> here's my one my like question to wrap this up where we started. Uh, could the flood is used in Super Smash Brothers, and I, I actually I love it. So for all yeah. for all the grief that I give Sunshine, I'm a bigger fan of that item than most people are with Mario's move kit. Could we have had the flood as an item in Mario Kart? That's the question. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Actually, I like that. You could so, definitely use it. And my idea would be the same as Smash Bros, where it just pushes people away. Like, yeah. just push them off to the side on the wall. Kind of like a running yeah, so hose, they, you can use the right stick to kind of shift side to side yes. type of thing? shift it side to side. Yeah, if you get, you have to get close enough to a racer to, to hit him with it. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right, we need, that's what we need. We need the flood as a car. What we need is the special items from Mario Kart Double Dash back into the game. Oh, yeah, the, like the ones that are customized for each different race character. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the giant mushroom. Is. I remember I'm, I missed that one. Giant mushroom. Let me tell you, that's why in Double Dash, I always use, you know, I wanted like a baby cart and Koopas so I can get my tri- tri- triple shells. That was always, that, yeah. was the, that was the only build thing I knew about Mario until basically starting the dad gaming. I'm waiting to see if the Mega Mushroom makes a return. They've got that thing running around in Mario Kart Tour, and they're using a lot of those assets back and forth. I'm waiting to see. You know, they they added the custom item selection. They're adding characters. I'm telling you, battle courses and a couple of items are not out of the question here, and the Mega Mushroom's prime for prime for that spot. Yeah, I like that too. Mega Mushroom and the Flood. That that sounds like some good DLC items right there. All right, so we move to the future. The one game that you are looking forward to in that game is Tears of the Kingdom, which comes out in about two months. Of course, Nintendo, once again, with their amazing timing, put out right on Mother's Day weekend so that we can spend so much time playing it. Yeah. And I, so my first question, I think you, you've kind of answered this one already, but maybe it's kind of changed. Maybe you've played a little more. Are you a Zelda fan or are you a... Bro- wild fan because those i feel like those are the two camps of yeah i'm probably a breath of the wild fan i have the answer honestly yeah. me too that's the only one i've played i I've, I've touched some of the other ones a little bit but that's that was the yeah. first one i went through it's the only one i've played completely through for sure yeah what so we're so we've seen some of the um kind of the previews we know they're taking the same world and kind of redoing it to some degree what changes are you hoping for or what what it just what are you hoping for when you play this it's so much secrecy to it. I don't even I don't even know what to expect. Like I know there's islands in the sky, I guess. I'm hoping there's more to it as as awesome and and immersive as the original map is. Like we're gonna need more than just the same old map, right? Um, yeah, I, I I'm wondering how they make you know since exploration was such a big part of it, right? Opening up yeah. that map and seeing and seeing these new well old worlds for people that play all the Zelda games, but kind of a new version where they're all this really nice put together map. How do you how do you keep the exploration going if we're using the same map, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's a tough one. Like I've had a couple of friends mention that. Like, yeah, they're using the same map, and I really don't know what to say. I just say, look, I trust Nintendo. Like they've been they've been reimagining this game for how long now, and it, they always pull through. I mean, how many bad 
Zelda games have you heard of on a home console? Maybe some weaker ones on the handhelds, but I don't know. Um, maybe maybe they can change the weapon system around a little bit. Oh, look maybe, at that. Yeah. You, you jumped right into my next question. How'd you okay. Feel? <laughs> How'd you, so clearly we're all thinking the same thing. How do yeah. you feel about the weapon system? I, I get... I get paranoid about breaking weapons. Like I'll never use any of the um, the gifts that you get for beating the bosses. They all sit in my little house. And I'll never touch them ever. And I just I don't like breaking things. But I like I personally like the system. I, I like being forced to feel paranoid and try different things. Yeah, it it was one of the more frustrating parts of the game for me at first was how quickly they would break. But eventually, as you progress through the game, you get better weapons that last a little bit longer and you get better at playing the game itself. So it was kind of, eventually I got it, like Nintendo would throw you out there and your weapons would break. But the more you played, the better it would get. And then you would be able to hold more weapons and you would know which ones were better suited for certain parts of the game or certain enemies Mm -hmm. even the master sword like the fact that that thing had to recharge like it really made you have to be careful with what you had on you so eventually yeah you learn to roll with it it was definitely one of the early challenges was the breaking items and shields there's no doubt and we know you know for the little i know is the legend of zelda that storyline is is not all over the place but kind of like secretive to some degree is people like wonder uh, is this the correct order oh there was three timelines at the same time oh we kind of find out out about that later the the last rumor and i think dan could talk about this more because dan's actually you know the real zelda fan is that this game you know breath of the wall is supposedly the coming together of the three timelines and now this game on the same map is supposed to be the beginning of everything like earlier than Skyward Sword, as everyone, people, Skyward Sword is supposedly the beginning from what I heard. And there's rumors that this is going to what happened before Skyward Sword, like the come how we come down from the sword from the sky into the world thing. Dan, Dan, you want to talk about that a little bit? You, you just you... made my head hurt. I don't know. Oh, yes. Oh, I yeah. Skyward I Sword was the beginning one. And this yes. was after everything else. I don't know. No, you oh, know, because I, I have the. Old. I have the Hyrule Historia, but that was before Breath of the Wild, and I didn't quite pay attention to where that came because I just assumed it was later. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Now, my also, now my head hurts. Now my head hurts. It's all is, time is a flat circle. That's right. <laughs> Breath of the Wild brings it all together, but Tears of the Kingdom are what actually will start the whole adventure. That is, that is the story that I heard. Yeah, I'm not very well versed in Zelda lore. Like I've I've read some of what you're mentioning. So, but yeah, that's very interesting. I'm gonna upset a lot of people with this that I've even brought it up too. Yeah, he's doing this to troll people. I think I don't. Dan's Dan's already upset. I'm telling people are not gonna be happy. No, my head hurts. It's not. I'm not upset at you. My head hurts now because the circular thing, like, ah, kind of makes sense. Ow! All right, I'm I'm jumping in. We're done with this. Ow! All right. Ryan, we're, we're taking a quest, a question from the Channel 3 History Books to pick for you to discuss with us here tonight. The okay. quest we have picked for you. What is your favorite game you never finished? Ooh, I never finished. Like 100%ed or just the main? Finished. Just the main. Doesn't have to be 100%. There, I have a litter Ooh. of games I never 100%ed, but I finished those games. I just want to, Ryan. We we know the answer that you wrote down on the website, and you're you're killing me right now. I'm waiting to hear. I, I'm waiting to hear if your answer from the website is the one that's coming out here. That's what I want to well, hear. Well, that's why I'm trying to remember how I answered it before. How would you answer it now? If I had to go with game I haven't 100%ed, I would say Mario Odyssey because I 
I'm like 20 moons away from 999. But if I had to say game, just the main quest, ugh, I don't remember what I put. So I'm hoping you, mm. you actually, you did in fact put it, Mario Odyssey. Did I? Okay. So I think you okay. took it as a hundred percenting, which come on, you're yeah. 20 moons away, man. Yeah. Oh, that's go, good. Go. You're way closer. You're way closer than I am. I've, I've got hundreds <laughs> to still get. There's a, there's a lot of moons to grind in that yeah. game. Right. Don't go back. <laughs> Don't go it's, back. Ryan, if you're 20 moons away, yeah. go finish it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, someday I know I will. You know what? Probably my son will probably end up making me do it. Just like Get out of the way, dad. <laughs> yeah. I'd say Mario Odyssey to hundred percent to beat just the main storyline. And I hate Smeagol's going to, he's going to razz me for this, but I've never beat Banjo-Tooie completely. This, and we both like that game a lot. That's much okay. like that's Tears a, of the- that's a big game. Much like Tears of the yeah. Kingdom is the first direct sequel to a Zelda game, this is the first direct sequel we've had to a podcast. This is this is <laughs> no, Dan. Remember, yeah. it's not a direct sequel, but Tears is actually a prequel to the entire Legend. Time Tales. time is a flat circle, Ray. It doesn't matter. His his head's gonna hurt now again. <laughs> so wait for Odyssey. What do you so what do you have left? You got like twenty moons left. What do you have left? You have the dark side of the moon um, stuff, or what? It's been a while since I went back and looked. Definitely some of the dark side moon, the volleyball. You know the volleyball one? Oh, uh, you want I, you want you want me to tell you how to do that now? I know there's a cheat for it. You can do there's, it. It's not a cheat. It's it's a oh. systematic thing. Use two controllers. Use, you gotta you gotta make yourself cappy. Yeah. You gotta be cappy and yeah. Mario. Yeah, that's true. I should just do that. That really that, that was how it. I did it. I had to I had to two control it. All right, I'll try that. Then once I'm you sure get the that once them, you get that, yeah. you're down to nineteen, Ryan. You can do this. Yeah. I believe I in you. We got this far. I know you can buy the rest. No, you cannot. You can, uh-uh. You can't. You can I mean, buy. You can buy up to the nine hundred ninety nine. You're not getting the gold balloon yes. for buying them. You got to exactly, finish exactly. it. Exactly. I want to beat it for real. Oh. Yeah. Buy. You can buy all the moons you want. It'll get the nine hundred ninety nine. That balloon will not turn gold because I. I was like. Yeah. Oh, I just need to buy one. I'm just gonna go buy the one because I had the one. The one race on the dark side of the moon that was driving me insane. I'm like, I'm just gonna go buy the moon. I give up. And I bought it, and nothing happened. I'm like, oh no, I've got to just beat this thing. This is terrible. <laughs> and I did it though, and I can say I did it. And Ray, don't bother if you're that far away. Don't put yourself well, in this situation, Ryan. Oh no, I'm finish gonna, it. I have to. I'm gonna get there. I do a couple every That's month. True. I do a couple. Yeah, you're I not, do a little by little. You're not long into the game though. It's not like we're pulling something out from five years ago for you. This is a no. recent adventure for you. Yeah, which is your own penance to make up. You know what? As penance for not having done it, you have to get all 999 moons. It's true. I took way too long to play this game. <laughs> it, is a, it is an awesome game. It it's really amazing is. Game. All right. The last question that we ask everyone on the podcast. Ryan, what has been your favorite Channel 3 feature so far? Favorite feature? Um, feature, really like, thing you did, anything about it. Yeah. I like, the re- I like the reviewing. I found that a lot of fun. There's still games I haven't reviewed that I could go and do, but I went on a reviewing blitz a while back and just reviewed as many of the games that i felt felt comfortable to give a fair review to if i've only played a game for like 10 minutes i'm not going to bother giving it a review so i had a good time just going back and giving all of the games i've played like a good couple sentences and a good like a honest score rating um so i've really liked that and the lists I like the lists, making lists of favorite soundtracks or games I own. Or there's lots of lists now, so I can't even think of all of them. But yeah, that's been that's been a lot of fun too. Have you acted on anything based on the reviews or the list? I have to ask this question because I, for one, have acted on games that I would not have played, procured, downloaded otherwise. I don't know if I have yet, but I would. 
Like if I saw a certain game had terrible scores and it was one I was on the fence about, then I'm, I'd probably just stay away from it because I mean, my time is, I don't have a ton of time to devote to gaming. So I got, I got to be picky, right? So I don't, I can't think of anything that I have uh, used the reviews for, but I definitely would if something stood out. All right. And with that, we've made it to the end of another podcast. Thank you. The Mario Maestro, Ryan Mack himself, for being our guest today. You can find a podcast at c3.gg slash podcast. They drop every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I am L. Ray. Dan Tucker puts this thing together. Joel Willis, the executive producer. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>